Howdy ho, Dark Trio. Uh, I'm going to try to be quick. So my birthday is coming up next month, and I decided to be like any good uh, uh, horror movie character and get a cabin in the woods for myself for like four days. So my question is, uh, can I get some good, like, um, uh, you know, woods horror movie suggestions? I'm going to try to scare myself as much as I can. Um, anyway, love the podcast, you guys. Uh, it's great. Um, oh, and I'm Sean. Thanks, Sean, and happy birthday, uh, depending on when you hear this. It should be before your birthday. And hopefully you survived your trek out to the woods. As a Minnesotan, yeah. I don't recommend such things. There's lots of woods, and don't do not do it. Same. I live in Florida, so the end. <laughs> yeah, you're just wandering off into a swamp to get eaten uh. by a gator or something. Or worse. Or I've seen worse. the news Who from knows? Florida. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so I was thinking, I was trying to think a combination of cabin movies, woods movies. If you're really trying to scare the hell out of yourself or creep the hell out of yourself, the two that I came up with were Antichrist, mm -hmm. starring Willem Dafoe, and Lake Eden, oh, starring... Michael Fassbender. <laughs> that movie will ruin your life. And we, I briefly talked about it. This is more, it depends, I don't know what part of the world you live in, so if it's snowy, then go ahead and watch The Lodge. Oh, no. <laughs> sorry. He's had to scare the hell out of himself. True, that, those, true, true. Those okay. were adequate picks, I think. Okay, those are some great picks, John. <laughs> Yay, I don't get, I do not do that much. No, you, you do. Um, okay, well, first, happy early birthday, Sean. You know, thank you so much. I'm actually surprised, John, that you didn't say the ritual. Oh, that's a good damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I was so excited with my really no, unsettling no, I, picks. That, I know how yeah. much you love that movie, and I feel I like the, the ritual fits in. Like, I remember when I first saw it, saw it like, I'm just thinking it's going to be like, you know, a regular movie. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, that that creeps me out. And then, even though this one's Christmas themed, it's still somewhat up the woods. Um, they're on this long, dark road, and that's dead end. I really mm -hmm. love the movie. Um, and then Dog Soldiers, I feel like, is an awesome oh, time. You yeah. know, that one's in the woods. There's werewolves. There's a cabin. You know, there's <laughs> some really cool stuff. And of course, just because I recently rewatched this one, and it still slaps, Mama. Mama's a good time. Oh, sure. Uh, from uh, Benicio, Benicio Del Toro. Not Benicio Del Toro. Um, no. Um, but uh, Del Toro did die. He didn't direct it. He produced it, I think. But no, it was not him. Okay. It was. And oh, yeah. Andy Muschietti. Um, Muschietti, yes. Muschietti. Yes. Thank you. There you go. So um, it's a great movie. <laughs> it is. And go ahead and. I think it's important to balance too. So why don't you go ahead and do bring Evil Dead Two? You might as well. <laughs> and Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yes, there's because, so many great ones. Yes, it, it's just a good time. Yeah, the woods are just classic. They never mm -hmm. stop being scary. No, they just are. And I think it's one of the few settings that really you can get away with daytime horror mm -hmm. in the I forest. Agree. I think other places that are like the middle of the ocean I suppose. oh for sure but otherwise yeah no great question our second question came in via text hello beautiful people oh this is rachel from north carolina hey rachel. rachel 
I was wondering if y'all had any recommendations for movies and or other media that focus on the arts, particularly dance or music. I love how Black Swan and Suspiria from 2018 use dance to invoke such an uncomfortable sense of dread. And as a former ballet dancer, I love seeing horror and dance intertwined. I got similar vibes from 2020's Nocturne as well, so I'm on the hunt That's for awesome. more. Thanks for all the work y'all put into the show. You're welcome. Aw, Rachel. Thank you. <laughs> Let's start with you, Zena. Sure. Okay, first, I also know that Megan is a big fan of the lure as well. There's singing, there's dancing, there's mermaids, there's some blood. It's a good time. Mm -hmm. I'm also going to mention Climax. Um, I will say it's not for everyone, but there's, you know, dancing so and some other stuff that's going on. And um, I'm also going to well, I have like a, a few because I do love like dancing and singing and horror movies. It just goes. Um, stage fright. I'm going to recommend the one from 1987 and the one from 2014. Mm. I love them both. I think that they're great. And then also the French horror live it from 2011. Um, sometimes it's hard to find that one, but I believe that it still should be on shutter. Last time I checked, um, mm. there's, there's some dancing and there's some, some dancing, you know, and <laughs> even though, um, last one I have, this one isn't a dance, you know, movie, there's no singing. So no dance, no singing, but it fits the whole vibe. So it is very artistic. So I'm mm. going to say um, The Neon Demon. Oh, Neon Demon. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was originally going to say Gaspar Noah's other movie, Irreversible, because there is some club scenes. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to actually recommend anyone watch it, <laughs> uh, but you can try if you're really driven by the idea of things that are happening in a club or around a club. Um, I was also thinking, I, I, Rachel, I guess this is up to you if this comes. Technically, Midsommar. There's a big dance scene in Midsommar. Yeah, there is. <laughs> um, Prom Night is a classic. <gasps> Prom Night is such a magical movie. I love that dance segment. And to which you could all you could kind of argue, Carrie, mm -hmm. um, that's more the the one particular scene that isn't necessarily focused on yeah. any any dance per se. Um, could say Silence of the Lambs. There's one very memorable <laughs> dance scene. Yeah. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Two, mm -hmm. Freddy's Revenge. There is a very interesting dance scene. Best um, dance scene. I'm still jealous of that kid's room. Any room from like the '80s where, for some reason, the bed is diagonal in the room. <laughs> always, I was like, "How is your room big enough to have a diagonal bed?" Yeah, he had like, so much room. It was so big. Everyone, like, I was so jealous of Mike Seaver's room above, like, the garage in Growing Pains. <laughs> like, why does every kid on TV just have the coolest room? Yeah. And mine was like a ten by ten foot. Same. <laughs> Barely had enough I... room for a twin bed. I shared a room with my with one of my sisters, and I remember we used to watch like Clarissa explains it all, and her room was so <laughs> oh, cool. God, yeah. I was so jealous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty much any sitcom from like the eighties and nineties, mm -hmm. the kids all had awesome rooms. Which I get, they were sets. Blah blah blah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, I could wax nostalgia about eighties uh, kids' bedrooms all day long. But instead, I'll just say welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone, <laughs> the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. To help us discuss the disgusting, you know her from her YouTube channel, website, Real Queen of Porn, or Infant Love for the Genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. And if nobody noticed, which, shame on you. Like how? Me 
She is our heartbeat. I know. Megan is off living the jet set rock and roll lifestyle mm-hmm. at Sundance. <laughs> it, is it is it like super cool to you too that we're like one of our friends goes to Sundance? I think it's so cool. I just want to text her every day. I did text her yesterday because I wanted to see <laughs> if she checked out Infinity Pool, which she has. Oh yeah, she's been posting so, all about Infinity Pool. Yeah, I'm so excited. So yeah, I'm, I know she's gonna have so many awesome things to tell us when she gets back. Yeah, it's just like you guys like talk to celebrities and right? do like fun movie shit. What what weird <laughs> world is this? <laughs> Uh, and I'm John. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do a quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the two of us Aww. smile right now. Maybe mm. the things that'll make you smile too. So, Zena, what's been filling your heart this week? Oh, man, John, I'm so excited to tell you about the movies that I watched this week. Yay. Like, yeah, like you ever watch a movie and it's just like you feel like it was made for you? Like, I feel like I say that like, not often, but occasionally. And this is actually how I feel about the movie Night Visitor from 1989. I checked it out on Tubi. Mm-hmm. So um, basically, there's this teenager, this teenage boy named B- Billy. He is a big, fat liar. He's always lying for no reason, you know, just to be funny or to get out of things. <laughs> and <laughs> a know. woman... <laughs> No, but I mean, he lies about like ridiculous stuff. That's just like, it's not that serious. Like what? Who lies about that? But whatever. Anyway. um, So basically a woman moves in next door and uh, he's very much infatuated with her. She's a beautiful woman. And, you know, she kind of gives him attention. She's a little bit flirtatious. I mean, if Billy was my son, I would definitely tell her to stay away from my son. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to call the cops. But, you know, oh, fine. But um, she doesn't do really anything. Anyway, okay, that's not the point. You know, they become kind of like friends. And so one day Billy is trying to convince his his two friends that, hey, the woman who moved next door, her name is Lisa, like, you know, hey, I think that she's a prostitute because he's been watching her through his window and every night she has a different man. Like, she's really just going in there, living her best life. I mean, I mean, that really doesn't make her a prostitute. Maybe she just likes to date around. Let her live her life, Billy. But anyway... Yeah, super judgmental in the 80s. Right? What the hell? That Billy. But anyway, uh. um, he decides that he wants to get proof. So he basically decides to go over to her house and take like a picture, you know, with the flash and everything. But he witnesses her getting murdered, right? And what makes that even more horrifying, it's someone who he knows. Someone who people would never, ever suspect, you know? And of course, who's going to believe him? Everybody knows he's a big fat liar. So yes, this (laughs) does sound familiar. So it is kind of like Fright Night, except it's with Satanist murderers, you know? (laughs) So that's like the the part with that. But yeah, it feels very 80s, but I mean that in the best way possible. Like I just had like a really lot of fun with it. And I would just recommend if you want to check, if you haven't seen the movie and you want to watch something new, just watch it. Because I don't know if the trailer it, like shows who the actual murderer is. I think it'll be fun if you just see who it is yourself. And hopefully the synopsis doesn't expose it, but who knows? Anyway, I just had like a really good time with it. So it, it basically just becomes like Billy, he wants to get proved to the police. So he gets some help, you know, from one of his friends and then also from his late dad's old um, police officer partner. So it's mm-hmm. just like a really good time like that. So a lot of... 
cheese going on there. So I had a good time with that with, you know, but some Does he craziness. have an awesome bedroom? Uh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, he does have some cool stuff in it. He has like random mask in there. Like he had this really cool looking like mask, um, very vintage, remind me of Halloween. So I, I guess that's still cool, you know? Count it. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was one of the first things again. Um, so that was Night Visitor from 1989 on Tubi. And then the next one I checked out, um, Hellhole from 2022 on Netflix. Um, in 1987, Poland, a police officer investigating mysterious disappearances, decides to, I don't want to say break in, but he goes undercover to discover the truth about what's going on in this monastery. So there's this guy who is a police officer. Well, first let me just say, I really love possession horror movies. I think that they're a lot of fun. And this one, it combines um, religion with body horror. And the way it, it comes together is truly like chef's kiss. Like, whoa. But I will say, this is the kind of movie... I was going to go in more detail with it, but I think that it's just better just to keep it short. So I will say this is the type of movie that is very slow. So I highly recommend just watching it. You can't have your phone. You really have to pay attention. And because it's slow, for me, the payoff at the end is 100% worth it. Like mm. it kind of creeped me out. Um, depending on like your beliefs and stuff like that, it creeped me out. Um, there were some visuals that was just kind of like, oh, my God, you know, literally that that's what I was saying. And um, again, just the ending was like my favorite part. And this is like uh, I didn't mention it, but this is like a Polish movie. So the title, the translation for um, the title, well, the Polish translation actually is Last Supper. So <clears throat> if you connect like some dots going on, you know. I don't want to give away too much because it is still pretty new. And I feel bad because I remember when it was added on Netflix last year and I just took my time watching it. I kind of wish that I would have watched it even sooner. Um, but yeah, I just found myself really thinking about it a lot long after I watched it because at first I didn't know how to feel about it. But then I found myself still thinking about it, especially the ending. And uh, but yeah, if you do check it out, you know, I'm interested in knowing like what are your thoughts on it? Because it is a pretty gloomy, slow movie. But again, I'm just telling you, there's something about that ending that just like literally touched my soul. So is it dubbed or subtitled? It comes both. So I watch okay. subtitles, but it gives you the option. So just in case if you mm. want to check it out and you have to have like some other or you can't always stare at the screen, you can watch it dubbed. I'm going to have to check that out. That's you filled me full of intrigue. I don't know. Like, it's just, well, I'll tell you more about it, like, maybe after, so I don't spoil some yeah. stuff. But yeah, there, there were some uh, visuals that, again, that kind of made me a little uncomfortable. Mm. I, I don't fault you for the whole Netflix thing, too. Mm -hmm. Like, when stuff comes out on Netflix, Netflix just isn't my place to go for horror. Mm -hmm. You know, like, Tubi, Screenbox, Shutter. Yeah. Like, I'll go there for horror. Like, the so many more options. But Netflix, I just feel like they don't care that yeah. much. They, they have some i'm not knocking the stuff that is horror on netflix it's just mm -hmm. like that's not if someone's like where where should i look for horror netflix is not my top three choices right, for people. right and i i totally understand that but what i what i think is funny is that i sometimes feel that way too until mm -hmm. sometimes i find that there's movies that i watch that just blows me away like yeah. the the ritual i watched the ritual on there sure. yeah. um and then i remember was it like last summer i think when i was telling you guys about the movie um game over 
Mm-hmm. That movie like rocked my existence. It had all mm-hmm. types of subgenres within one. <laughs> and now this one, you know, so sometimes it's like I feel like I find for myself, I find some really good ones. Oh, and there's another one too called like Lotta Land about this guy mm-hmm. who moves. Okay, we're going down a rabbit hole. Point is, you know, um <laughs> This is what happens when Megan's not here. <laughs> yeah, Megan, come back. She's our rudder. <laughs> but no, yeah. Um I, I totally get that though. I, I hear that often. Nice. And I did think of another dance related thing for <coughs> sorry. Um, was it Rachel? Mm-hmm. Whenever it... Yeah, I thought of one more dance related thing for Rachel. And it's actually a podcast episode. It's one of my favorite podcast episodes. If, if people listening to this have never listened to or, or maybe just haven't listened to the episode, it's the No Sleep Podcast. One of my all-time favorite horror podcasts, amazing production, the, the narrations and stories are all fantastic. But there's one story in particular, and I looked it up to make sure I knew exactly. It's season seven, episode 18, and I think it's the first story in that episode. It's called The Woman Made of Glass. Ooh. It's all about like dance and music, and it's kind of like got a cigarette burns type mm-hmm. thing going on with it. High recommend. So if you're looking for podcast options that would fit that genre rachel i highly recommend the woman made of glass season seven episode 18 of the no sleep podcast that's a spicy title it is and it's a really good episode the the music composition that goes along with the narration like uh, brandon boone did the the music and nicole doolin's narration is just fantastic love it all right so let's talk about what you made me watch let's do it (laughs) <laughs> we'll start out with yours, your pick, uh, 2022's Orphan First Kill, which I watched on Paramount+. Plus. After orchestrating a brilliant escape from an Estonian psychiatric facility, Esther travels to America by impersonating the missing daughter of a wealthy family. All right, Zena, why this one? Because I know that you're a fan of the first one, right? Just making sure, man, you said no. <laughs> I do <laughs> like the first one, yeah. Okay, I thought I knew we talked about it, but no, honestly, it's just because this movie is so insane. It, mm. I didn't know what to expect. Um, mm-hmm. for me, like it was just kind of like I wonder if it's gonna live up to the insanity of the first one, and for me, mm-hmm. it did. Like I, I'm, ex- I was exhausted after I watched it because I didn't know what to do. You ever have a movie <laughs> exhaust you? Yes, Possession. I was exhausted <laughs> after watching Possession. I'm sorry. Uh, Orphan, I, I th- this is one of the better, I guess this is a prequel, right? Mm-hmm. This is probably one of the better horror prequels I've ever seen. Like, staying true to the original, mm-hmm. but, like, what they were able to do to capture my attention, because at first I was kind of watching it like, Okay, for I mean, yes, all props in the world to make Esther to make Esther look the way she looks without de aging technology. Yeah, like I don't know how they did that. Me like, neither. That's just unbelievable. But you know, the first half hour, I was kind of watching it like, okay, like I don't really see where this is going, and then you get a twist about halfway through. Yeah, probably about halfway through the movie, maybe a little more than halfway through the movie that that I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, you got me!" Like, right. all right, now I now I gotta watch what's going on because this it because it comes so out of left field. I can't remember seeing anything like this in a movie before. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as twists are concerned, and I was like, oh, 
well done. And then they sucked me in. Because at first I was kind of like, okay, rich people, what's going on? And how is this going to be like a part of the mythology? And then you're just like, whoa. And at the same time, getting like deeper into um, Esther's psychology mm-hmm. and like her motivations and her drives and things like that. And which which was interesting, like when because it felt sequel esque, because it's always in sequels or or multiple sequels down the line that all of a sudden the killer's motivations or emotions or feelings or whatever start to get revealed more and more. And technically, this one's a prequel that feels like a sequel mm-hmm. that is a prequel. <laughs> like it, it's, I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would after like the first thirty minutes. Yay. Um, so I would definitely say to people, if you like the first orphan, I do, th- I, I do recommend this one for sure. I don't always recommend sequels because it's hard awesome. to capture that same, especially the orphan w- was so mm-hmm. original and it had this very specific feel, but I thought they did a great job. And Julia Stiles is fantastic. Oh, she's it. always so great. I wasn't too sure how you were going to feel about it. I knew that you were like a fan of the first one, yeah. but I know with some people, they felt it was a little bit too much, but I think that's why I liked it. And I, I think I know, that's I'm why I liked it too. Yeah. Yeah. If it was more, if it had just kind of gone down the road that it was going for like the first half of the movie, I would have just been like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But the twist that they threw in, I can see how someone might be like, oh, that was a little bit much. I was like, right. Yeah. But if you really, if you watch the first half of the movie, there was a few clues that at first I was kind of like, there's a few character points that I noticed that I was like, I wonder if that's going to, like, that's interesting. And then I kind of shelved it away because I didn't think about it. And then the twist happened. And I was like, well, of course, like naturally. Um, yeah. So high recommend for Orphan First Kill. And then I watched 2012's Grabbers on AMC Plus, which was Megan's pick. When an island off the coast of Ireland is invaded by blood-sucking aliens, the heroes discover that getting drunk is the only way to survive. Uh, I think that Megan's rationale last week was uh, that tentacles could be fun in movies (laughs) after watching Possession. Uh, And she was right. I loved how much they leaned in. Like, it was, what what just a fun plot point mm-hmm. of like these aliens are gonna like kill us and drink our blood but not if we're drunk and we're on an <laughs> island of or we're in ireland like yeah I, I i do love when they lean when you like playfully lean into the tropes mm-hmm. like all right we're gonna have a bunch of drunk irishmen and it's just kind of like and even they're all kind of like there's some scenes where they're even well they lean into it like in different ways but it's very fun. Like, it's all in good fun. It's clearly an Irish horror movie. It's not like an American wrote it and had a bunch of Americans acting Irish. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was really fun. I loved the relationship between the cops um, and just, like, the characters in general during this massive kegger they basically have for the second half of the movie. Um, but like I said, like, I love it when they lean into it, like, in Fargo. Like, as a Minnesotan, when I first saw Fargo when I was younger, I hated it. I was like, we don't sound that way. And then I grew up, and I was like, yeah, we do. Because I went rock climbing in Utah once. Was I in Utah? No, I was in uh, Nevada. And we were climbing, and these people who were climbing next to us go, you guys from Minnesota? And we just looked at them like, how'd you know that? They're like, we heard your accent. We're like, what accent? (laughs) And they're, they're they're like, come on. 
they heard the oh yeah or oh <laughs> going on those long o's catch us all the time so i'm going to appreciate fargo so much more of like oh yeah that's fine it's all in good fun <laughs> and the coen brothers were minnesotans i'm like okay that's fine perfection um but yes it's a lot of fun there aren't a lot of irish horror movies i think we were talking about this we did last time and i was um, i was gonna say that i feel so bad be, um because someone mentioned it to us like hey how come you guys didn't mention grabbers yeah and we haven't seen and i remember i went back and i watched it and it's just mm. like it is such a good time I, I had looked up a list for that episode and Grabbers was on it and I just hadn't seen it mm-hmm. yet and I just didn't have time to watch it in advance and not knowing if I'd like it or not. And it, Megan was right. Like it is, it's just a lot of fun. It's, it's a fun twist on the premise of aliens and mm-hmm. like how to survive an alien attack or not survive an alien attack, <laughs> depending on what part of the movie you're watching. Um, so yeah, Grabbers, AMC plus, if you haven't seen it, Totally. The big recommends for both of these this Yay. week. They, they, and they're both movies I would watch again. I don't awesome. always want to watch the movies again that I, I get assigned. <laughs> <laughs> but in this case, I would definitely watch these again. Look at that. Megan <clears throat> Bobagan. She yes. knows well, you. Well done, Megan, <laughs> as you party with like movie stars and stuff. I, I know that she's <laughs> just partying just constantly. <laughs> <laughs> out in sundance all right uh before we move on what are we watching how do we watch it uh i checked out night visitor on tubi and hellhole on netflix and i watched orphan first kill on paramount plus and grabbers on amc plus i think i still need some homework this week because skinamarink does not come to streaming until next week yeah <laughs> so I'll, I'll i can fill in the gap i can fill in the gap with one but i think i still need an assignment at least one assignment okay sure um so i saved it from last week becky hey. is available on becky? paramount plus oh the kevin james movie yes oh i forgot i forgot that that was the name of it that it was called becky i thought it was mm-hmm. called something else it, where he's like a white supremacist or something and good luck totally it is totally not kevin james he's not and i was i was not expecting that i i just was just like no he's kevin james you know yeah. but no that's not the Kevin we we know. Is it kind of like watching Patrick Stewart in Green Room? Um, where you're like, that's Patrick Stewart, but ooh, is that not Patrick Stewart? Yes, it is. It is like that, you know. But, you know, it's 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 way. We'll talk about it later. But this movie <laughs> um, surprised me in the best way. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Cool. All right, enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for both of us to bring both of us up to speed on the news <laughs> and trending topics in the world of horror. And I'll start because I'm super excited and about the thing that everyone, I assume, listening to this in a timely manner, unless you're listening to this in the future and you're like, I don't know what you're going to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Scream 6 trailer dropped, the full trailer. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to totally just read this from John Square's article on Bloody Disgusting. The official trailer for Scream 7 slashes its way onto internet last month, and today, as promised, the full official trailer for this year's Scream 6 has been unleashed. And by today, it was three days ago. Uh, Ghostface returns to theaters March 10th, 2023. I'm just going to paraphrase. what. So did you see the trailer? I saw that it was available, but I will not be watching any more trailers of Scream because I just want to watch it. You didn't watch the full trailer, huh? Nope. Because I, I, and I, and I told, we kind of spoke about this already, but it's like, I have this thing where I would rather just watch the movie yeah. 
So I decided, like, I'm not going to... Like, I watched the teaser, and that was enough yeah. for me. So now I don't want to see any more until I see the movie. I'll watch the mm-hmm. trailer when I am when I already watched the movie, but I don't know. Yeah. Doing it for me, I've noticed that it's been more of a, an enjoyable experience when I check out the movie. I totally get that. I'm mm-hmm. usually... I used to be a lot more into watching trailers. Like, I would... I would subscribe to whatever like YouTube channels did like the new releases and stuff like that. Or I would go on IMDb's new release trailer, stuff like that, and, and just see what's coming out and what look good. And I feel the same way. I don't necessarily want to know what it's about, but Scream, in this case in particular, because we're up to Scream 6, I was kind of like, okay, well, where, where's it going? Like, I know where it's going. I know mm-hmm. it's going to Manhattan, and we saw in the teaser trailer the mm-hmm. subway scene. But I was I was curious to kind of just get an idea of the vibe from it. And it this trailer hooked me. I'm not, Woo-hoo. you know, the, the the Scream franchise is is really ebbed and flowed with me. Mm-hmm. Like love the first one. Um the second one, I'm not gonna say guilty pleasure watch because it's I don't feel guilty for liking the second one. Like I'll watch the second one more like for like the campiness Mm -hmm. to it. I don't think it's necessarily a really good scream movie, but it's a fun scream movie to watch. Mm. And then three is weird. Really? Oh, what? Three is so much fun. (laughs) It's fun for me. Yeah. There's a lot of fun scenes. Like, um, you know, obviously like I love anything with like Lance Hendrickson in it. And, um, who's the, who's the actress who plays Gail in the third one? Um, Courtney, no, no. Oh, uh, uh, I, I, I love uh, quoting her. <laughs> yeah, um, she was also in Josie and the Pussycats. Hold on. Oh, I'm sure. Gonna, it's um, Parker Posey. Parker Posey. Yes. Thank you. Yes. She's really funny in it. She like, she's is. really enjoyable to watch. And it's kind of funny to see like a younger um, uh, Patrick, whatever his name, McDreamy from <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. Dempsey. Uh, yes. Dempsey. Thank you names wow i'm just <laughs> i am the guy who i scream at when i listen to other podcasts. no see but i i couldn't remember andy M- machete machete yeah. see no oh my god someone's yelling right now let's just keep going <laughs> they miss <laughs> megan this is what happens i'm sorry <laughs> folks uh but and, and for uh, again i'm not the biggest fan of four i don't mm. know why it's just this is not my big five definitely pulled me back. I mm-hmm. enjoyed five a lot more, especially like the character arc for Dewey. Um, but, and, but six, I'm, I'm really liking what I'm seeing. Ooh, okay. It's got, I don't really know what I saw. And I watched one trailer and my algorithm on YouTube completely changed. So there are so many videos breaking down the mm-hmm. Easter eggs for the trailer, I get what you mean by avoiding it because yep. it is crazy how many people have YouTube channels just dedicated to breaking down what they think they saw in a trailer. Yeah. Like, whoa, that's that's another level of like not wanting right. to be surprised. And it's like, I think it's cool, but I would rather, you know, watch it after. And I know it's kind of like people yeah. probably moved on, but just for me, I, I just noticed that and I feel like um, cause we, we spoke about this. I did that for smile. I didn't watch the trailer for smile and I yeah. was surprised throughout the whole movie. The same thing with, with Nope. I didn't watch the trailer. I don't know. Let's just, yeah, I, I, I know not everyone likes to do it. 
And sometimes it's hard because, of course, I'm curious, but, yeah. you know, only two months to go, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, it's it's coming up fast. It will be, like I said, it'll be in theater March in theaters March 10th, 2023. Mm -hmm. It does mark the return of Hayden Panettiere as Kirby Reed, um, who we do see, I think, briefly in the trailer. Um, I will just say... So I'm glad I didn't read more of this article okay. for you, Zena. <laughs> I'm I'm pre I'm trying not to read any of it. It is Radio Silence is once again helming this one. Awesome, awesome um, guys. And yeah, you know, I'm just gonna leave it at that. It, have you seen the trailer? If you haven't seen the trailer, go check it out. If you don't want to check it out, awesome. Wait <laughs> until it comes out in the theaters with Zena. And I'm I will just go on record as saying like this is. This is the first time I've watched a Scream trailer for maybe since like the second one and thought, ooh, I really want to see wow. what's going on here. Like I was going to see the other ones, but this is one where I'm like, I think I want to see this in the theater. That's awesome. Yeah, which is a big statement for me. Yeah. <laughs> I actually want to leave the house. <laughs> All right. What, did, what are you going to tell us about, Zena? Okay. Well, I actually have two things. One is still Ooh. kind of like scream news. So did you guys know that there is a Bollywood version of scream that is titled Shh, and it was released back in 2003. <laughs> Isn't that cool? <laughs> I, I watched, I watched the trailer for it when I saw this in the news. It looks amazing. Right? It looks insane. So um, the synopsis, a killer is around, which is responsible for taking many lives, including that of Milani and her boyfriend. The police are unable to copy, comprehend, especially when the killer leaves no evidence at every crime scene. So this will be available on Screenbox February 3rd. So... You'll be able to check it out, you know, just in case. But yeah, I, I'm just, I'm going to watch it. I don't care. Um, I'm excited about it. I think I love the title. You know, I'm sold. I'm, yeah, the fact that it's just shh. Right? <laughs> there is a movie that is titled shh. Um, and it came out maybe 2014, 13, maybe. Familiar. I don't remember. But it it is. And then there's another movie where it's about a snake or something called Yes, so, I remember that one. I've seen that yeah. one like pop up on Tubi, yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, down a rabbit hole. All right, and then the next no, news. It, it looks fantastic. Go check out the trailer. The mask <laughs> for Ghostface is not what you would think. I'm so excited about it. And I I think in the trailer they basically show at first I thought it was like a mix between I know what you did last summer mm -hmm. and Scream, which maybe it is. And I'm pretty sure the first scene famously done by Drew Barrymore in the original occurs in a racquetball court i'm for in, it in this Bollywood <laughs> version i don't even know i i don't you got me you gotta right, be careful you got when you're playing racquetball you know it's dangerous your knee i'm getting old my knees will just blow right out of my legs it's no. just ridiculous I'll just shoot across the floor so next up we have uh violet knight 2 is in the works so that's right he's coming down the chimney okay anyway so according <laughs> to the director tommy workola he says we're working on it we're just making the deal making the deals and getting everything in order we have to, we have time to really crack the script and figure it out so just in case if you guys were curious if you did check out the one the the first one i feel like there is enough room um for like a sequel so, you know, it could be, like, really cool to check that out. And just in case, if you haven't checked out Violet Night, the first one, it is available on Peacock. So, but yeah, as always, we'll keep you updated. It's on Peacock now? Yes. 
Did I totally miss that that dro- that you like told us? That I that was didn't happening. even mention it because it just showed up in the night. I mean, I don't oh, know. <laughs> Maybe they announced it, but I I I never mentioned it. I was on um Peacock the other day because I was rewatching a series, and yeah, so that it was on there. So right. and that's there's and that's David Harbor, right? Yes. Interesting. My son got super obsessed with that poster when it came out. Like he loves movie posters now. He looks them up online. Aww. When we drive by a movie theater, he likes to, me to drive by all the movie posters, but he's also obsessed with the concept of movie ratings. That's pretty cool. So he'll ask like, dad, have you seen Violent Night? I'm like, no. He goes, what's rate? Is it rated R? I'm like, yeah. He goes, does it have strong graphic violence and depictions of gore? Yes. Like he'll basically know (laughs) all the ratings and why they're rated. I'm like, sure. Like, why not? He goes, why? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Like he's just, he's very fascinated by the concept of movie ratings. Yeah, we just took him to his first PG-13. I think I said that last week, his first PG-13 movie. And and they were fine. It was Avatar, so it's not like it's bad or anything. What did but, they think? Uh, they liked it. The okay. problem was 3D. Mm-hmm. And I have a problem with 3D. They, they've never sat through a movie that was longer than like an hour and a half. And it's wow. three hours. And Whoa, they made it, Jesus. which blew me away. <laughs> I didn't want to wait there for three hours. Uh, the ending's like 45 minutes long. It's just kind of like, ah, I get it. <laughs> but but it, it's it's amazing visual effects. Yeah. That win plenty of Oscars for it. And I heard that Zoe Saldana is the first actor to be in four movies that hit $2 billion each. Wow. Because she's in the Avengers movies as Gamora, and mm-hmm. she stars in the last two Avatar movies. That's so, so awesome. Look at her. So congratulations to Zoe Saldana. Go Zoe! I'm calling her Zoe because we're friends in my yeah, mind. Yeah, just BFFs. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, that's just the news on that. We kind of went down a rabbit hole. But yeah, Violet yeah. Night is available on Peacock. It's like a mix of um, Die Hard, Home Alone, Christmas Vacation, and Bad Santa. <laughs> nice. All right, listeners, your turn. How much money do you think a movie starring me would make at the box office? <laughs> I think somewhere north of $6. Do you think more <laughs> horror movies should have the Bollywood counterparts show up on Screenbox? Which ones? I don't know what else to say here. Again, no Megan, feeling rudderless, just no. floating on the tides. So help us out and call us or text us at 224-475-1040. The number is also in the show notes or feel free to email us at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. Don't worry, Megan, I'll be back next week. <laughs> Finally, Zena's going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options, including what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So Zena, what should we be watching? Screenbox. I feel like I'm Ooh. always coming around telling you guys what's going on, what's happening. Um, it's got Bollywood now. Yeah, come on, get it together. <laughs> um, also, Bloody <laughs> Disgusting TV is also available for you and your eyes. So, on Thursday, the 26th, Neil Marshall's creature feature, The Lair, will be available on Shutter. So, when Royal Air Force pilot Lieutenant Kate Sinclair is shot down over in Afghanistan, she finds safety in an abandoned underground bunker where deadly man made biological weapons, half human, half alien, are awakened. Ooh. I just saw the trailer for this today. This looks really good. I want to watch the trailer, but then I'm like, I really want to watch the movie, so I did it. But I, I, I love Neil Marshall, so I will watch whatever. Oh, yeah. Then we also have, coming on Thursday, Walking Karma. This will be available on VOD. Karma and her mother have spent their lives evading Paul, her, her cult leader father. When Paul closing, I'm sorry, with Paul closing in as a karma, what is happening? 
words. <laughs> With Paul closing in as Karma reaches child reaches adulthood, she and her mother flee to her friend's remote compound. Paul tracks them down there and traps them within its walls. This one sounds interesting. I love movies and anything that really has to do with like cults. Then on Friday, we have three movies coming our way, all in theaters. So the first one, we have Dion Taylor's Fear, a group of friends gathering for a much needed weekend getaway at a remote and historic hotel are terrorized by their own personal fears. So um, they've been promoting the crap out of this movie for the last two weeks, mm-hmm. like I saw on like Instagram. And I mean, they've been super creative with their marketing. Like, I'm excited to see this movie. And I really like Dion Taylor. So I plan to check it out. Then we have the sci-fi horror from Brandon Cronenberg, Infinity Pool, which is also hitting theaters. Megan also just put out a review on it. So you can check that out on Bloody Disgusting. Uh, Basically, there is um, these two people, James and M. They are enjoying an all-inclusive beach vacation on a beautiful island when something happens, something terrible. And you have to watch it to find out. And if the Cronenberg's involved, it's not going to be good. It's not. It's the movie will be good. What happens to people won't be good, right? I expect blood, goo, and just chaos. And I'm here for it. Then, if you are a fan of Skeet Ulrich, you may want to check out Blood, which will also be in limited theaters. The story follows Jess, a separated mother and nurse who works, who moves back into her old family's farmhouse with her daughter and young son, Owen. Soon after settling in, the family dog bites Owen, giving him a mysterious infection. When Jess discovers the disturbing cure, she is tested on the limbs she'll go to keep her child alive. Then, on Tuesday, the 31st, Near Exit will be available on DVD. After he Humanity confirms the existence of an afterlife. A research scientist launches a study in which volunteers commit painless suicide. Traveling from New York to San Francisco, two strangers share a rental car as they go to end their lives. Right? That that sounds intense. (laughs) But I I don't know. I want to watch it. So, but yeah, that's all. And that's the Bloody Disgusting Podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on her own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at LovelyZena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod, or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Xena. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Bloody disgusting.